Welcome back to Not Playing with Lex and Dan. He is Mr. Lex. And over there, that's Mr. Dan. And we are here with our uh, off-season special because it is the delightful month of April as we record this, uh, which is often the Incomparables membership bonus month. You remember April? That's that yeah. month that comes after 473 <laughs> days of March. Yeah, this show, the intro, well, sorry, we're going to be a little topical here, so if you're listening to this in the far future, how are things? <laughs> are things future. okay? Is the future still a thing? Does that still exist? Uh, we are in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak here in April 2020, uh, and so our membership month has been postponed, but we still wanted to bring this to you uh, so we hope that you will enjoy our member special. And Lex, what's so special about this? Well, Dan, you and I together have watched every single Star Wars movie. Every single Star Wars movie except one. Mm. Mm. We have never seen The Rise of the Skywalker. Mm. Indeed, that's true. It's, you know. Episode you, you nine by my count. <laughs> and you have been counting. Also, I will just to clarify, it's The Rise of Skywalker. Only one the. Did I, did I say The Skywalker? Yeah, that's fine, though. That's fine. <laughs> that's funny. The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, this movie... Don't fix it in post. People should know my <laughs> lack of knowledge while literally reading the title on my screen. <laughs> it's, it's less of a lack of knowledge and more of a lack of literacy? That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, this movie came out in December of 2019, which is just a, a few short months ago, a few long months ago here uh, in April, and I imagine... That, as with some of these, you have been unable to escape at least some, uh, you know, knowledge of it, in, whether it be like, you know, TV ads or trailers or what have you. Um, so I'm curious but to know. surprisingly little. Oh, I know really? very, okay. very little. Okay. And so all day, and regular listeners know that if I'm going to be watching the movie where I don't know anything about it, I, I try to think, what do I know? What, what do I assume will happen if I don't know? And I really know very little. I'm assuming, and I don't actually... <laughs> know the actor's name but i'm, I'm assuming that um that uh adam driver mm-hmm. <laughs> will appear that's his name in that, the movie too that's that convenient. Uh, john boyega mm-hmm. is that his name i yeah. assume that he'll he'll roll have a role and then um ray i'm sure. assuming she'll be but so i'm thinking about it i'm like man the rise of skywalker because when i was thinking about it i didn't have an extra thought in there i was like the rise of skywalker i wonder if luke skywalker will die oh wait he already <laughs> did in the movie i saw but i definitely spent like a solid half hour thinking about what luke skywalker's sacrifice could be like before remembering i already saw him die and effectively become one with the force sure and i remember that the others like far away in a galaxy far away the others uh like feel that it's happened and they're like mm-hmm. we rise and i guess uh, now now like the skywalker is going to uh, yeah exactly so i actually i have no idea what's gonna happen <laughs> um right. okay but you uh, how but i'm assuming you, the good guys will prevail how are your memories of because i remember it's been a while ago now that we watched mm-hmm. the last jedi yeah uh, how are your memories of that movie? I know you had feelings about that movie. I recall those. It felt long and it didn't have, if I'm remembering correctly, cause they do. I mean, it's first of all, I've been quarantined for 875 days mm-hmm. uh, and it's been a long time. Like you said, since we it's watched been a long it, time. it's been a while, eh, but, um, 
I, I think that that you know, was there is a I song like was... that has it's been a long time in the lyrics. Could have just gone lonely, with that. Lonely, 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 long time. <laughs> That's not but, what I was um, thinking. Continue. <laughs> It's been one week. Anyway, so the I think that was one where I felt like it was a little bit plotting or more densely plotted than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And like just took like took its time too much. Uh it didn't live up to the the standards I had um enjoyed being mm-hmm. set by things like Rogue One, which I really uh, enjoyed. Yeah. I think probably my favorite of all of them. Oh, really? Okay. I thought you... Well, you had also put Solo, I think, pretty yes, high there, too. I think Solo is, is right up there. It's true. Yeah. I was I, debating which one I was going to say. I will say, we, so before uh, we went to see Rise of Skywalker, my wife and I rewatched all of the Star Wars movies. And I, I have to say... Was she your wife at the time? She was, because it was just a few months ago. Okay. I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You were, you were at our wedding. Um, <laughs> I, I do remember your wedding. I didn't remember when the movie came out. Um, and... I once again found myself really thinking that uh, I I can see where you're coming from. And certainly on my first viewing of The Last Jedi, it was not my favorite of the movies, but I've gone back and watched it a couple times since then. And especially when put up with a lot of the other ones, I actually really like it. It's not without its flaws, but it's ambitious in a way that some of the movies tend not to be um, in terms of just like the things it shoots for and the complexity of the emotion and feeling that's going on there. Um, so it, it's a movie that has grown on me over time. So yeah, that was, it was interesting to see that compared to, you know, stacked up against a lot of the other ones was just like, yeah, this is, you know what? There's a lot going on here. It takes a couple of viewings to unpack some of this stuff. So, all right, I'll take it. But I'm, I'm more of a casual Star Wars fan. I, so I I'm, I'm not always going to do repeat viewings. Um, Dan, you have still, Oh, this might be a bad subject, and I pre-apologize if so. Is has this quarantine situation affected your planned trip to Disney World <laughs> by any chance? You mean the planned trip I was going to take in about two weeks? Oh God! Yeah, I'm sorry. So we still can't talk about the ride, but I did go on that ride. I know. I, I'm I'm exceptionally. I won't say angry because I'm not angry. I'm exceptionally sad, exceptionally sad and disappointed, disappointed yeah. that, that it is not happening. But since my tickets are uh, essentially, you know, bought and paid for, they've extended the uh, the redeemable dates on them. So yeah. fingers crossed that should the situation actually resolve, we will still end up going just at some point in the future. So it's funny because you know my kids are not super familiar with Star Wars. They know the the, the things that everybody knows, uh, but less than me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, they did enjoy that ride, except for one of them who was terrified the entire time. The Rise of the Resistance ride, mm-hmm. and then. Um, we also had done Star Tours. And you know, yeah. as you know, Star Tours changes every time you go on That's it. That's right. Except and so not this we went time, to right? it a second time, and it was exactly the same. Yeah. And my kids are like, something is wrong with the randomization module. They didn't use that term, but that was their point. And then I did some tweeting and heard um, from various friends of the incomparable, no, it does not <laughs> rotate right after a movie comes out, because then they make it all about that movie. So I, I guess I know some of what happens in this movie from that ride, but I remember nothing. <laughs> Just absolutely nothing. That's the, uh, that's the way to do it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But watching my family wait in that line to go on that ride a second time, waiting for an all-new adventure, <laughs> and having it be exactly the same, was comedy to those not knowing that that's what was going to happen. <laughs> I was going to say that you get a lot of schadenfreude out of that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. Are there any business we need to take care of before we dive in here? Dan, I just wish that there was some way that listeners could watch along with us. There isn't. Oh, well, too bad. <laughs> I'm Keep kidding, Lex. Just kidding is the name of our new show. With Lord Lapkus and Nicole Byer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our new show is Just Kidding with Lex and Dan. Um, there is a way that listeners can join us on this journey. Say more. That's by becoming a member of The Incomparable. 
Uh, you can go to theincapo.com slash members, and you can sign up for one of our fantastic membership programs, and it gets you access to all sorts of really cool stuff. Uh, you know, we mentioned things like uh, there's access to the bootleg podcast feed, which gets you shows like right after they air before they've even been edited. If you like to like consume them, just like the raw feeds. There's an access to a members-only Slack community where you can hang out and chat with other Incomparable members and with some of the Incomparable panelists. You can get uh, commentary tracks for not just our movie, but what? we, in fact, inspired the Incomparable to go on and do their own commentary tracks for some other movies. So you can check those out as well. I've never been invited to one of those. <laughs> Uh, there's access to a new Total Party Kill campaign, uh, including live streams when we play. There's just tons of stuff. It's so worthwhile. And there are a variety of different plans, depending on how much you want to spend, from $5 a month up to $20 a month. And really, it's just a great value. It's a great way to support all the podcasters whose work you enjoy, and perhaps even some of the podcasters whose work you don't enjoy. But they Every quarter, it. I get a slack from Jason Snell telling me about my earnings from not playing. And let me tell you, I had to pay... Top dollar to rent this movie on iTunes. So please, please support us. We're in the hole. Um, also, when you were saying that they can get the raw feeds, I was thinking you should call that the sushi feed. And the I just wanted to share feed. that That's with right. everybody That's now. Right. So there you go. I will say, and just add as we record this, just the other day, we added all the commentary tracks from our first two seasons. Um, which had been previously available, but I think had sort of disappeared off the internet temporarily. So we put those back so you can enjoy all sorts of great uh, movies that we watch together, including Die Hard and uh, UHF. Uh, and there's even some episodes in there with special guests. Uh, you and I watched Scarface with John Syracuse, and we watched The Karate Kid with Jason Snell. So you can get those collector's item commentaries. Uh, collect them all. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. You should. Uh, because you probably have some time on your hands right now as you listen to this. <laughs> yeah, what else are you going to do? Anyway, uh, if you're a member, you can go and download the commentary feed. Uh, otherwise, next thing you'll hear is us discussing The Rise of Skywalker. Well, Lex Friedman... Yes, Dan? We have completed Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of the Rise of Skywalker. See, even I can't remember the title sometimes. We have, Dan. And with it, the Star Wars saga. There are currently no plans. For, there are... Uh, take this back. There were some other movies that were going to be directed by other people. I don't think there's currently a plan to do Episodes 10, 11, 12. I think this is... They're kind of considering this wrapped up here. Oh, is that so? I did not realize that. I believe that is the case, or at least the current thinking. You know, that's always subject to change. So so give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. Uh, so <laughs> I also have questions. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> believe me. Uh, <laughs> I came out of this movie with a very, what, what, what did I just watch? Well, let me, let me start with questions, and then we'll get into whether I liked it or not. Yeah. And I know that, again, every... Star Wars devotee listening along is like, what is wrong with this guy? But my brain is missing the part that lets you people all understand these movies better than I do. Uh, but trying to remember the ancestry, it's actually, it's Kylo Ren or Ben, mm -hmm. who is the child of, of Luke. Nope, not Luke. No, of, of, of Leia and Han. Yes. So 
and and Ray, did we always know, or did we only know in this movie that Ray is descended from Palpatines? That is revealed in this movie. It was okay. a um, fan theory at some points, um, but yeah, this was this was confirmed in this movie. But so when at the end when she announces that she is Ray Skywalker, she not by birth, <laughs> but she is <laughs> yeah, taking on the Skywalker no, mantle. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I think I got that. Well, I will say this. I liked it. Okay. I thought it okay. was uh, fun. I thought it was funny. And I always like it when it embraces the funny. And it felt like it was very intentionally funny a lot of the time. Yeah. Man, they do, like podcast episodes, they just get longer with time. <laughs> <laughs> it, it again felt long, but like it didn't feel like it dragged. I didn't feel like it was ever slow. It felt like we were constantly moving. Oh, I yeah. think when I was uh, thinking back to what did I like so much about Rogue One and Solo, they're constantly moving. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that this one had a lot of that feel, too. Uh, you get to see a lot of fan favorites, a percentage of whom I recognized. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. What do you think of this one? I Certainly the first time I saw it, I thought this movie was a hot mess. <laughs> um, there Say is, more on that. How come? I think it's because there's just, there is so much. Like, the thing that you like that it never stops moving is the thing that's, like, it just never stops, right? Like it was like one thing after another. And there, I felt like there was too much in like kind of all crammed in, in the same way that you think it's too long. It doesn't necessarily drag, but it felt like there was stuff that could be slimmed down. I didn't like how convenient and like kind of ridiculous. Some of the plot decisions, like the dagger, like the dagger is stupid. (laughs) The dagger is stupid. Yeah. I especially don't like, and we talked about it during the movie, where she, I mean, and certainly there's all kinds of coincidences and chance and luck, but like she's standing in the one place where it lines up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of very convenient things that happen. Or like when we discussed, we also talked about during the commentary, like, why can't they just blow that thing up from the air? You just can't. You just can't. The the, the yeah. tower at the end. Right. Yes. It's like, eh. like, there's a lot of corner cutting and a lot of very, I think that's what frustrates me about it. It's like, I, I like a really tight movie, right? Like, can you have mm-hmm. a movie that has parts that are like a little slower? Um, that you, cause like you need to take a breath, right? Like in between action sequences sometimes. And I feel like this movie does not let up. And like JJ Abrams took literally every idea he had. And there was no bad idea. Like there's no idea too bad to make it into this movie. And it's not that I don't enjoy parts of it. I agree with you. It's very funny. As I said to you during commentary, I think this is one of my favorite uses of C-3PO in the entire franchise. Cause a lot of his bits are actually kind of hilarious. I agree. Uh, I thought C-3PO was quite funny. I was actually annoyed that it just worked to give him his memory back. Like it felt like we built it up that this was a big deal, and it turned out it wasn't a big deal at all. Like they gave him his right. entire memory right. back. There's he a lost lot of very little. There is a lot of that, right? Like, and I know some other people complained about like the like you know they they fake out you on their killing Chewie, and then they bring him back like immediately. Um, I was shocked in the theater when that happened. Both where Ray like lightnings the ship to pieces, and you yeah. think she's killed Chewie. Like I was honestly yes. like, holy crap! Like what just happened? And I was relieved that they you know backpedaled on that one. Or it turns out that he, you know, it turns out he wasn't dead. But I can also see why some people thought that sort of cheapened it. it was like, he's dead. Yeah, just kidding. Um, but, you know, that to me feels kind of, you know, Star Wars adventure serial in tone to me. It's like, oh, this person's dead. Uh-huh, they managed to survive, right? Like, that's that kind of works for me with the genre. I feel like the whole thing with the Emperor 
I don't care for her being a Palpatine. I actually like the idea that she was just a nobody because I felt like it spoke to the fact that it's not just like you have to be from one of these special families in order to be an amazing Jedi person. It's like, no, nah, man, the Force. It's part of the whole universe. Anybody can anybody can do it, even a lowly scavenger. I know. I kind of liked that aspect of it better. Um, and so tying her too closely to like, oh, yes, let's make her related to yet another character that we bring back felt like, a, you know, gilding the lily, as it were. Yep. Um, I, I love Ian McDermott as the Emperor. I think he's he's just delightful and evil and like over the top and great. But I also didn't feel like we needed to go back to that well. Right. It 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 feels. It felt like they were like, well, this is the best bad guy we got. <laughs> right. So let's keep him. Exactly. I, it also felt to me that Kylo Ren's arc is mm. a bit too pat. Yeah, I agree. It also feels short, right? It's much shorter yeah. than he because he only gets three episodes. Yeah. Uh, and and Vader got six, I guess, to have his whole story told. Yeah, with some I mean, great in those first three. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that one, felt, like, I guess this is also the problem that some I think had with Rogue One. Look at me talking like I'm an expert. Where it's like, hey, let's let's give you all the same moments again because you loved them yeah. so much before. Let's tell you like the same story, but with different characters. It felt like there was a little. bit... I think you're thinking of the not, Force Awakens, but I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. Uh, is that right? Episode I seven. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Sorry. You're 100% right. Well, I knew I'd be wrong. But there, it, it, it's not even fan service. It, to me, it's almost like a lack of faith <laughs> in the fans. Because like, well, they, they can only like this one thing, so let's just show it to them again in a different way. Like, I thought that the use of Han and the use of Luke, and we talked a bit during it about Leia. We should talk more about that, too. Like, I thought those things, Orlando, I thought those were nice. Like, that felt good. But, like, moments that felt like, here's a moment you've seen, but now see it again with different characters right, or different right. stakes. That felt a little yeah. ham-fisted I mean, I, to me. I get the idea that, like, stories repeat and, like, history repeats itself. But I, I think you're right that, like, sometimes it hewed a little too closely when, when seeing a new story might have been more fun. Um, and especially, I think my biggest, my biggest regret coming out of this movie are two things. One, I really love the dynamic between Finn and Ray and Poe in this movie. And I wish we had gotten more time with them. Uh, not, mm-hmm. not in this movie necessarily, but just like overall, like, because, yeah. you know, you have that moment at the end of the last, uh, the last Jedi, the previous installment where yep. Poe like introduces himself to Ray and you're like, holy crap, these people actually, they don't even know each other. Right. And you're like, wait, I think of these as like two of the major characters. It'd be a, as if like, you know, Han and Luke didn't meet until the end of Empire Strikes Back. And you'd be like, what? So like, I really love the dynamic with them and I kind of want to know all their adventures now, like in between and you know, who knows, maybe they'll, that'll be explored in some other media or whatever. But, I do think Poe was really funny in this movie. Yeah. I thought I spent a lot of this movie feeling that they didn't give Finn enough to do for much of yep, it. Like I in agree. the final act, he gave, he had some stuff to do and some heroics, but it really felt like they were like trying to find him lines. It was like an overstuffed episode of the West Wing where some character just gets short shrift and has yep. a D story. Yeah. And I think the other thing to speak to the Kylo Ren, um, like his, his uh, atonement or redemption. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Redemption arc. I, so as I said to you during the commentary, like I do resent how much I like him once you get to that point, because I think his performance, which is fascinating because his performance, he basically has no lines after his redemption. Um, everything is just sort of like a like a physical action. Yep. Um, that gesture that he gives when he's like, right, I'm just going to kill you all now. Yeah, yeah, that's great. The owl moment when he jumps and he hits the chain 
Uh, and he's like, ow. Yes. Yeah, that's funny. Like, right? Like, you know, you get this moment of like, ah, oh, I kind of like him. Like, there's a charisma. And I, I think he does a great job of portraying that without doing any dialogue. Yeah. Um, but it also made me like, I just wanted... Again, I wanted the uh, like maybe a little more of a slow burn on that because I feel like for me I don't get enough conflict in him in the previous movies to really have his redemption ring true. It feels kind of rushed to me. Yes, I mean Vader had to earn his more, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I don't know that we as viewers ever forgive Vader. I don't know how you feel about him. <laughs> For me, jury's not out. He was a bad dude. Yeah. Killed many, many, sure. many people. And, um, I mean, Kylo Ren, also awful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't exactly. want to forgive him. Exactly. Yeah, that's, it's tricky, too. Like, I feel, and, I, and I, I think that's one reason they kill him at the end, is because that way you don't really have to worry about it. It's like, well, he did a good thing in his last moment, and then he died, and it's like, well... We can't like punish him because he's dead. So at right. least he did something good at the end of his life. I get the kiss and it's cinematic, but I I, I don't get. like it either. I don't like it. It's not for me. There's a lot of people out there really do. And and the most charitable reading I can give to it, as some people have said, is it's not even like a romantic thing so much as a like I'm just happy to be alive thing. <laughs> um, but you know, I it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. My wife yeah. loved it. She was on board with it, but not nice. for me. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, Princess Leia. Yeah, I I thought that that her very first scene I thought looked right. Yeah, and like it made sense. Some of the other ones it started to feel weird, like eye lines felt off, or just like it felt like you were seeing two different actors filmed at two different times. Like it felt a little bit off. Right. Um, but I think they did the best with what they could. Yeah, and I thought they they gave her a hero's death. Uh, and treated her well and fairly and like I, I don't know what the better alternative was yeah that's... but i'm amazed given how much they can do that it does still feel a little bit off much of the time yeah i know i agree with you and i think a lot of it is they didn't want to they had to go with like dialogue they already had so like when you kind of pay attention to those scenes and like her dialogue and you kind of you know when you're not watching it for the first time as much and you're like sort of analyzing it they don't really make sense <laughs> like there's a lot of things in there they're like why is this conversation happening and it's because they had lines that they could yep. use and they had to re they literally wrote the the lines of the people that were interacting with her based on the lines that they could use that they had on camera yeah, yeah and it's like yeah again i'm with you what could what else can you do you're you're you know life is unfair man like they took us from her too soon and it would have been amazing to have her uh, alive to film all of this movie and really give her a proper send off, but you know that wasn't possible. So that's what they, uh, you know, they did the best with what they had. And I'm with you. I, I think I think they they pulled it off remarkably well. It doesn't work all of the time, but at least it feels like she's in this movie a lot more than I would have expected. Yes, and it feels like it's done respectfully and in tribute to right. her and to fans. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> And the fact that that's her daughter, her actual daughter in, in a couple scenes. I think yeah. her daughter at one point like walks away arm in arm with her yes. or something. That's just yeah. sweet. I like that. Yeah. Um, were the Lando and Han and Luke appearances, I don't know if you can even call them cameos, like roles, were they known or surprises? I think everybody assumed Luke would be back because yeah. having died in the last movie, we were like, yeah, he needs his Force Ghost moment. Right, you figure it's going to be Force Ghost, Coast to Coast, exactly. That's right. That's right. Um, Lando was in the trailers. 
and I think it was it was announced when he was cast, so there's not really a surprise about that. Again, you know, perhaps just the fact that he was in there more than people might have expected. And actually, he does a great job. I have to say, I've seen, <laughs> not speak ill of Billy Dee Williams, who I love, <laughs> but having seen him in like some interviews and stuff like that, I was a little worried that he might have, you know, yeah, lost his edge a little bit. I think he does really well in this movie, and I enjoy the scenes that he's in. He is far from the only actor who has no sanity coming out of his mouth when not scripted. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Honestly, Harrison Ford is kind of close to that. Yeah, too, right. The Harrison Ford scene was a surprise. Like, I wasn't, like, bowled out of my chair when I saw it, but I did not. I was. That's so funny, because we were talking about it during it, and you're like, yeah, I was a little surprised. I, I, just, I thought for sure that he was done. Like, I thought he wanted to die in the last movie because he was done being in Star Wars movies, and then there he was. And I thought he actually did a great performance i mean he's harrison ford he doesn't know how to do anything else but like yeah. uh, i really thought i found his scene moving it's a moving scene and like the the fact that like you know it, kind of, it harkens back to the scene where where kylo ren kills him in uh, force awakens and you kind of have like a mirror version of that where it's like this is how it should have gone um it's great and i agree with you harrison ford i'm sure he has given bad performances in his career uh but i think you know when he puts on that Han Solo outfit, I just, I don't care, right? Like, <laughs> he's Han Solo. It's fine. It's going to be great. So I, I was delighted to get him back for one more. And I like that that's sort of the impetus. I don't know if that was something they decided to do after Carrie Fisher died. And we're like, well, we can't have a moment where Carrie Fisher sort of directly interacts with him, right? Because we don't have that. But maybe we can, you know, sort of do it with Han and sort of convey the same thought and have Leia sort of connected to it as well. So again, I, I think that's the biggest thing with this movie overall is just like, it feels very patchwork at times. Like there's a lot, there's a lot happening. Like there's all these different planets they go to and all these different characters they meet. And it's just, it's overstuffed and it's not necessarily bad, but in some ways it does feel like maybe you know when you're concluding it's hard right it has to be a movie that sort of works on its own it has to be the end of a trilogy and it has to be the end of like a nine movie saga it's a lot of weight to put on one movie and i think it does some of those things better than others (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i did like it i enjoyed it and there was definitely and this is again where i always feel the most embarrassed as we watch the movies there were definitely times when i could see that they were trying to give the people like me in the audience some exposition to give you a sense of what was going on and i generally understood i knew who the good guys were i knew who the bad guys were and i knew who i was rooting for at any given time but there were definitely times when it got complicated enough like I, apparently they didn't need those triangles at all and then luke's like you have everything you need the triangles keep getting smashed they st- yeah. i don't know like i really don't there's quite follow of, all the intricacies there's a lot of plot garbage but uh, like it was a fun story, and I thought it was well told, and I, I really did like the the humor in it. I have no idea why we needed yet another baby droid, and or why R two gets left behind for a big chunk of the movie. But uh, I thought that a lot of characters had fun performances. Like I thought that actually I liked Mark Hamill's performance in this one better than in the last one. Um, it felt a little bit more grounded, a little bit less like treacly. Or preachy really? or something. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I really like him in The Last Jedi. I really love that story line. But that's just for me. I like I like it's different and it's kind of um uh I like that it's kind of upsetting because I like that it's doing something new where it's like got the disaffection and all of that to it. I don't know. I something about that really works for me. And I love the the end of that his appearance there when he fights or doesn't fight Kylo Ren. I just think it's great. Um but 
you know, to each, to each their own. And we should, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this movie's MVP, who is, of course, Babu Frick, <laughs> who is amazing. <laughs> I just really enjoy that character. It's a ridiculous character. <laughs> That's the little robot who fixes the little alien who... who... He's that robot. Yeah. Little alien fixes the robots. Just great. Yeah. Just was pretty great. And a great voice. Like the thing that they do that makes these robots lovable is they give them great voices. It was just nice to have another English speaking robot after BB-8's appearance. Like I liked one that I could understand. You're thinking of Dio. I'm thinking Babu Frick, the guy who fixes the robots. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Well, no, but he, oh, but he, that alien did have some lines of English too, but yes, you're right. Yes. 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 Although I will say voiced by a, a female actor, actually, um, who, uh, uh, the, do you watch, have you seen the Harry Potter movies or surely your children have made you watch those? I've seen one Harry Potter movie before oh, okay. I had kids, okay. but I haven't seen the rest. Okay. There's a, a ghost named Moaning Myrtle in one of them. And it's the same actress who plays her, does the voice of hmm. Babu Frick. Anyways, delightful. Yeah. So there's a lot in here. And I, you know, I, I will say it, it's entertaining. And if I can just sit back and watch it now, when like, it's a lot easier to watch now than when I went in in December, you know, and was like, <gasps> so many hopes and dreams rest on this. And I came out and I was feeling like a little underwhelmed by it. Um, but like, you know, that has passed and time has moved on and I can sort of sit down and at least watch it and just be like, yes, for, for the not having to put all the, all the weight of nine movies on it this is an enjoyable movie and a lot happens and it's, it's great. But like, like I said, I think my biggest disappointment is still like, man, I just, I like all three of the main actors and the roles that they play. And I would just love to see more of their adventures. And I feel like we may never get those. And it's a little sad for me, but I guess star Wars will live on. That's right. There were a whole lot of characters and they, they, You want to give them all screen time. And some of them just, it felt like they didn't have enough meaning there. But I thought this was, I thought it was still a fun movie. I, I, it looks to me like they gave Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill top billing, which is pretty fun. Mark, Mark Hamill had like second billing, I think, in <laughs> Force Awakens, in which he appears for literally a minute. <laughs> I also really want to know how much Harrison Ford got paid to be in that oh movie. <laughs> Probably so much money. Like he needs uh, it. Like he needs yeah. it. Yeah. They said that for Force Awakens, he probably got 10, <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, well, Dan, we have now seen every Star Wars movie together. I mean, you've seen some every of them without Star- me <laughs> also. That's true. But I've yeah. seen all of them with you. I'm, I'm glad to have completed this part of your education, my young apprentice. <laughs> That's a reference to Star Wars. <laughs> See? Damn. Nothing gets by you. <laughs> Will there be any more seasons of not playing? Nope. We're done. Okay. Well, there it is. <laughs> Wait, all right, we'll do another one. That's all right. fine. The crowd demands it. The audience <laughs> sitting quietly out there, very politely. <laughs> well, the, what I'm curious about is, as we segue from Star Wars to The Fast and the Furious to uh, next season's football movies. Yeah, I've made a huge <laughs> is mistake. Is it the same listeners? <laughs> <laughs> are there listeners who like hearing us talk about all of those movies? I, I don't assume know. there are mainly listeners that like hearing one or both of us be really stupid about movies we haven't seen. <laughs> Well, we're quite good at that. Yeah. That's our core uh, Dan, competency. Seriously, I, I thanked you last time we finished a Star Wars movie, but again, I, I'm appreciative of your patience with me and your tolerance. I know that sometimes I break your heart not liking all the same parts you do, <laughs> uh, but there's nobody else I would willingly watch all of these movies with, but with you, I would do it again. Well, I am glad. I mean, let's not, but I would. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am glad to be the one to shepherd you through these. I guess that to me is gratifying. Is like, you know, maybe you don't, again, maybe we don't always see eye to eye, but like, 
I'm glad that the parts that you like that I was I was here with you for those. And the yeah, parts I feel you like don't I'm like your Padawan. I don't care about you. <laughs> That's fair. You are my young Padawan and it's uh, I you know what? We have finished all of the Star Wars movies. I confer upon you the title of Jedi Knight. Oh, wow. Thanks, Dan. I'm going to just do, I'm going to touch your shoulders with this lightsaber just very gently. Just very but gently. For, Watch out for the burns. Watch out for the burns. Please keep 6 feet away as you do. <laughs> it's a long lightsaber. Uh, like but we'll be back sometime soon with a, a new season. And uh, until then, our advice to you, I guess, is really keep watching, keep the, stars. watching the stars. <laughs> Hudsucker proxy. Uh, did we did not watch that? Uh, really? Not on my list. What did it, we watch? That was a movie that you really liked. That was like Coen Brothers that I thought was called Hudsucker proxy, but it's not called that. <laughs> wow, you're gonna make me look this up while we're on the air. Good times. I don't remember. <laughs> it was a movie that you liked. I I could have sworn it was Hudsucker a proxy. Coen brother a Coen Brothers movie. I'm going back and looking. No, we watched Fargo, but that was one I had not seen. We watched Fargo? <laughs> Season 2, sure? episode 1. Boy, I don't remember that at all. Hudsucker oh, I do kind of remember proxy? watching that with you, yes. What okay. was the Hudsucker proxy? Uh, no, I got it figured Field out. Juice, Army of Darkness, Something About Mary, Hunt for Red October, Glengarry Glen Ross. It was a movie you liked, and there's a big window that's like circular that they're going to go out. Sne- it's in an office building. Sneakers? You have no idea what this it's is all about. getting. This is all getting cut. Yeah, all right, hang on. on. Now I got to find it. because Sky Hard, me. Field of Dreams, Bill and Ted's. Lethal Weapon. Hudson Le- Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Yeah. All right. That's Sounds all getting like cut. Sounds like Hudsucker Proxy. It's literally all getting cut. <laughs> okay.